concentration camps, they were full of lice and they were full of typhus. And they would make them go without any uh, lice treatments, without any typhus shots. They would make them take tours of the concentration camps. And they would have to go to the concentration camps and work. They would have to um, clean out the death trains, which were full of rotting flesh. They would have to bury the dead bodies, which were lying in piles in the camps. And they would have to provide food and clothing for the prisoners that were in the concentration camps by their own means, through their own uh, households and their own businesses uh, for all the liberated prisoners. While taking these tours and doing these tasks, the German citizens would be aghast and just appalled and, and surprised and astonished and are quoted as saying over and over and over again, unbelievable, 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 unbelievable. And people had tried to tell them what was going on. And the Mein Kampf had told them what was going on, but they would not believe it or could not believe it. They could not believe what was going on just outside of their towns and village villages, even though that they knew that thousands of prisoners were being uh, passed pass by their towns every day on, through the train cars every day and that human ashes were raining down on them daily and that the smell of burning flesh rose from the tall eerie stacks, smokestacks in the camps. They said unbelievable even when they knew that Hitler's philosophy and policy was to eliminate all non-Aryans, including blacks, those that were mentally and physically disabled, all gypsies, artists, teachers, philosophers, traitors, criminals, prostitutes, alcoholics, the deaf and the blind, and Jews, and many, many, many other people. They also knew, the German citizens knew, that that if they even said anything against Hitler, it would cause their possible immediately, immediate execution. And still knowing all of that, they said, unbelievable, unbelievable, unbelievable. Throughout history, it seems like there's always always the case that one group of people feels like they have to and have a need to oppress another group of people. I don't know why that is. It seems to be uh, part of human nature, even down uh, all the way back to Cain and Abel. On a very minor scale, we see this in school children uh, and teenagers uh, through schoolyard bullying or even in brothers and sisters arguing and fighting at home and uh, fighting for domination of the family. And we always hope that children uh, walk their way through this, through these power struggles and learn to treat each other with love and respect. And when I was a child, I I grew up totally unaware of prejudice, as most children do. Um, The Hitler youth did not know that they were prejudiced. All they knew uh, from the time that they were small is what they were taught by the Nazis. All they knew was that the Germans were the perfect race and that every other race should be eliminated. 
Many of them did not realize that that was wrong until they were retrained by the Allied troops after the war. They were astonished to find out anything different. They were totally astonished because they had never known anything different. The first time I really was aware of looking down on another group of people was when I was probably around 11 years old. My family was Catholic and I was allowed to play with a Protestant girl in the neighborhood who we really looked down on Protestants. And I couldn't believe I was allowed to play with her. I felt like I was being allowed to play with someone from the pit of hell, but that my parents felt I was old enough and mature enough to handle it at that time. And so uh, that was really the first time I was really aware of uh, looking down on another group of people. And as the years have gone by, um, I've learned more about our country's history. Now, I don't really remember anything from high school, unfortunately, that I learned in history or social studies. I wish that I would have, but I just don't, don't remember much of that. But I learned as I uh, got older and started thinking more about these things and studying more and just looking things up. And I, I just wanted to learn. I wanted to learn what happened in our country or what happened in other countries and how things really came about. Um, I've learned, I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot about prejudice and racism and discrimination in the United States. So I, I'd like to share with you just a, a, just a brief, tiny, tiny, tiny little snapshot of the, some things that you might not be aware of. There's been a history of terrible prejudice in the United States perpetrated by mostly Caucasians and especially early on, uh, Caucasians from England and Scotland, who were also uh, almost all Protestant. In the mid or mid 1800s, there was a severe famine in Ireland due to a disease of the potato crop, and uh, the Irish people ate almost 100% potatoes. They ate potatoes morning, noon, and night. So potatoes was basically all they ate, and um, just Irish people were dying right and left and um, they needed help, severely needed help. And due to this, there was a, a mass migration of Irish immigrants to the United States. And they were not welcome at all. Um, they were poor and unskilled. And worst of all, according to most Americans at the time, uh, the worst thing of all was that they were Catholic. Irish Catholics were looked at as uh, the worst, the lowest class of people, and businesses would put up signs, no Irish need apply, no Catholic need apply. So they were discriminated against horribly. In the late 1800s, there was terrible persecution against uh, Italian immigrants. In 1891, one of the worst mass lynchings in the U.S. history occurred in New Orleans. The victims were all Italians. About 50 lynchings of Italians have been documented in the period of from 1890 to 1920. Now, um, Americans, our dear Americans, who we are, thought Italians were genetically predisposed to lives of crime. Sounds like what the Germans thought about anybody who wasn't Aryan. They were portrayed in the media as ignorant, superstitious, lazy, and violent. 
They were degraded for their food. Again, they faced discrimination because they were Catholic. Because of this, they had trouble with housing, employment, and they faced police brutality. In 1917 and 18, German immigrants in the United States were persecuted because of Germany's part in starting World War I. These legal American citizens who had immigrated from Germany became the first group of people to be assigned a hyphenated Americans term, meaning that they were now called German hyphen Americans. That's the first time anyone was called, called that um, German Americans. President Wilson stated this and said, any American who carries a hyphen about with him carries a dagger that he is already, he is ready to plunge into the vitals of this Republic when he gets ready, thus making German Americans a security threat. And, and President Wilson started that. Um, they were German Americans, which is the term that started at that time, were also referred to as Huns, identifying these Americans with a barbaric group of people who lived during the Middle Ages. During World War II, German Americans were placed in internment camps in the U.S. The U.S. also has a history of discrimination uh, against Asians. If you look it up, uh, you'll be astonished at the laws and regulations you will find on the records against Asians, Asian immigration, and Asian Americans. By 1924, with the exception of Filipino nationals, all Asian immigrants, including Chinese, Japanese, Koreans, and Indians, were fully excluded by law, denied citizenship and naturalization, and prevented from marrying Caucasians or owning land. Can you believe that? During World War II, Japanese Americans in the United States were forced to relocate and were incarcerated in concentration camps. And there are untold numbers of other people groups, Jewish, Sudanese, Bosnians, Cubans, and the list goes on and on and on of different uh, immigrant, immigrant groups and refugees that have come to the United States that have been horribly persecuted and um, discriminated against. Over the years that America has been a nation, we have welcomed many, many desperate groups of people, fleeing dictators, wars, persecutions, and national disasters and economic hardship. Most of these groups have been met with some the same resistance as the Italians in the 1800s. And it was said of them, they are ignorant, uneducated, they don't speak our language, they have different customs, different religion, they're criminals. And we've heard that on over and over again in our lifetime of different immigrant groups. Just it's the same line of reasoning, the same voice of discrimination over and over and over again. It's just repeated over and over again. So I've just given you this very tiny fast picture of discrimination in America. Uh, and most of these groups of people have eventually assimilated into the American culture and the American culture has uh, accepted them. Like who doesn't like Italian food? <laughs> I know almost everybody does. 
And there was a time that it was very, very much shunned and hated. All of the other people groups that I have mentioned came to the United States looking for a better life. They came by choice and many came out of necessity because things were so bad in their country. But there are two groups of people though that did not fall into this category and they have suffered more than any other, I believe. The harm inflicted on them by white American citizens, as I stated in the start of this message, is unbelievable, unbelievable. The first is Native Americans. The white Protestants from Europe came and stole what was theirs, their dignity, their land, their way of life, many times their family and their humanity, and they will never get that back. And I would not presume to speak for them, but their current lives are a sad testimony to white American Christianity. The second group who did not come to America looking for a better life is the black race. It is believed the first group of slaves was brought to the United States in the 1500s. Historically, the inhumanity that has been shown to the black race by the white race in the United States who are mostly Christian, is beyond my comprehension. Blacks were stolen from their homes, their families, and their countries, put on slave ships, brought to America, and sold to the highest bidder. They became another man's property to work, to beat, to breed, all as their owner wished. After the Civil War, slavery was abolished, and the Blacks were guaranteed citizenship. And one thing that we don't really realize, um, like at the end of World War II, when all of the people were released from the concentration camps, the Jews, the Poles, um, the French people, everybody that was in concentration camps were released. But when they were released, their lives were absolutely terrible for the most part, because when they were released, there was still horrible discrimination against them. And when the Civil War was over and slavery was abolished, the Blacks were guaranteed citizenship and racial discrimination was prohibited prohibited voting. The laws were there, but the discrimination was still ugly, was still horrible, and was was still oppressive. Um, They instituted what's called the Jim Crow laws eventually, and this required uh, black people to use different park benches, different drinking fountains, ride in different railroad cars, use different restrooms, Um, use different schools and they could not serve together in the military. In 1944 was the first time black men were allowed to fight alongside white men in the military. And that was only due to a shortage shortage of soldiers in World War II. And in 1954, the Supreme Court ruled segregation of public schools unconstitutional. That's 1954. That's 1954. Uh, In 1965, the Jim Crow laws ended 
and I was nine years old. That was in my lifetime that all those rules were still going on, that there were separate restrooms. And um, that to me, that is, I just can't even fathom that or believe that. I just cannot believe that. Um, and in 1965, also the Voting Rights Act was passed. Even though a long time before that, uh, Blacks had the right to vote, there were so many local uh, laws passed that restricted voting rights for Black people that they could not really vote uh, as a whole. So, and also in 1968, the Fair Housing Act was passed that prevented racial discrimination in housing. And I just want kind of through that really quickly, a list of things to just kind of make us think about our history and how differently Black Americans have been treated. We need to really think about that. Um, now, not every American has been treated, uh, or not every American has been guilty of racism, and not every a uh, black person has been treated wrong, but from the beginning, uh, we have all allowed these evils to exist. Our society has. Um, but our society has also worked to change and improve. You know, I have learned so much by listening to what others have said and what others have gone through, just like I've learned about uh, World War II by reading and learning about it. I learned about the oppression of the Jews and uh, the French and the Poles, and I've learned about true Christians. I've learned about people who were enslaved and tortured and discriminated against, and I've learned uh, what they went through and I could understand their pain. So I'm just encouraging us all to stop and listen to the life experiences of those that maybe we don't understand those who feel oppressed or discriminated against. And we all need to have the depth of Christian character to realize that we might, might have a touch of racism ingrained in us, something that we were brought up with that we don't realize is there, whether it be through politics or religion or the media or our culture or our family. You know, anybody can be a racist, uh, white people can be racist and black people can be racist. And of course, um, I definitely have to say that being discrim discriminated against is never, ever an excuse for crime, for drugs, for looting, for violence, for rape, for shooting people, for foul language. Um, it's never an excuse for descending into sin. Um, but when people are discriminated against, we need to love and, and uh, minister to them. Um, many people don't know that uh, Moses, in the uh, Old Testament, Moses was married to a black woman. And that's found in Numbers 12. And Moses's brother and sister were very racist, and they were not happy about it at all. Did you know that? The Bible says that the Lord was very angry with Moses's brother and sister, so much so that God's presence moved away from the tabernacle. And the lesson that we can learn about that from that <clears throat> is that um, we need to be really careful about how we judge people. If we're judging people according to their skin color, 
then I, I don't really believe that God is going to be very pleased with us. And um, I don't think that we can really count on God's presence being really active and powerful in our lives if we're judging people that way. What I'm really talking about is um, treating people with love and having a listening ear and being open and loving to each other. In 1 John chapter 4, it says, Dear friends, let us continue to love one another, for love comes from God. Anyone who loves is a child of God and knows God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. In 1 Corinthians 16, uh, verse 13 says, Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. So I want to encourage you to be strong, be on guard against racism, stand firm in the faith. And the Bible says that faith without works is dead. So be sure that your uh, your works always exhibit love. Be courageous to stand against racism, be strong, and do everything in love. You know, we are all created by God, all of us. Every race is created by God. We're created equally before him. He's uh, provided salvation to all of his creation. He's uh, provided salvation equally to all. And every race is going to be in heaven. The Bible says uh, people from every race are going to be in heaven. So let's not look at people differently down here. Let's look at them as uh, people who are going to be in heaven with us. And I just encourage you uh, with all the racial tension going on in the country to just um, ask God to search your heart and see if there's any ways in you that are not pleasing to him as far as looking at other people and as far as race. And if there are any uh anything that's been ingrained in you or any attitudes that you have in your heart that aren't pleasing to the Lord. You all have a good day. We love you. Bye-bye.